Blog Talk Radio. Hi everyone, this is Marty McDermott, the president of Franchise Interviews, and I can't start today's show without talking about the ISO 10002. You know, some people just love to complain, but companies have a responsibility to care. The International Organization for Standardization, ISO, has revised ISO 10002, the standard for complaint handling. This document enables organizations to foster a customer-focused environment, open the feedback, heightening their customer satisfaction. You can get the ISO 10002 standard from the American National Standards Institute, ANSI, U.S. member body of ISO. Visit ANSI.org forward slash complain to learn more. That's ANSI.org forward slash complain to learn more. Franchise Interviews. From Easton, Pennsylvania to Sydney, Australia, you're listening to Franchise Interviews. Franchise Interviews. Welcome to Franchise Interviews. Franchise Interviews has been giving an up-close, behind-the-scenes look at franchising and entrepreneurship. Listen to interviews with franchisers, franchisees, franchise authors, franchise experts, and attorneys. And now, welcome your host, Marty McDermott, and Franchise Interviews. Hi, everyone, and welcome to a very special edition of Franchise Interviews, where for over 12 years now, we've been asking the entrepreneurs one-on-one. I'm your host, Marty McDermott. I'm the president of Franchise Interviews, and we have a great show today. We're meeting with Juliet Schmerler, and Juliet is the creative director and founder of Spark Tank Franchise Marketing. And Spark Tank's franchise growth program focuses on helping franchisers find new franchisees with powerful marketing materials and outside-the-box lead generation campaigns. I'm going to talk to Juliet, Juliet about that in just a moment. I'll franchise it to you. So stick around because we have a great show. The Stone Coat Franchise Opportunity. Are you looking for a unique and lucrative franchise opportunity? If so, take a look at Stone Coat. With a patented process which creates a true stone finish on almost any wall or ceiling, Stone Coat is a true game-changing product in the multi-billion dollar construction industry. Stone Coat is applied faster, cleaner, and cheaper than conventional quarried stone, which saves both time and money. With advantages in remodel and new construction of both residential and commercial projects, Stone Coat is a true crossover product. The Stone Coat Franchise Opportunity provides a low startup cost, low operating expenses, comprehensive training, ongoing support, and no royalty payments. For more information on the Stone Coat Franchise Opportunity, go to www.stonecoatfranchise.com. That's www.stonecoatfranchise.com or call us at 972-380-2700. That's 972-380-2700. Hi, this is Connie McDermott, Administrative Assistant for Franchise Interviews, LLC, and you're listening to Franchise Interviews. Franchise Interviews. From Easton, Pennsylvania to Sydney, Australia, you're listening to Franchise Interviews. Franchise Interviews. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to a very special edition of Franchise Interviews, where for over 12 years now, we've been asking the entrepreneurs one-on-one. 
I'm your host, Marty McDermott. I'm the president of Franchise Interviews. And as we were saying earlier, we have a great show today. We're meeting with Juliette Schmerler, and Juliette is the creative director and founder of Spark Tank Franchise Marketing. And Spark Tank's franchise growth program focuses on helping franchisers find new franchisees with powerful marketing materials and outside-the-box lead generation campaigns. Hi, Juliette. How are you? Welcome to the show. I'm doing well, thanks. Thanks very much for having me. Uh, this is my pleasure, Juliet. We always like to ask our guests, where are you calling from this morning, Juliet? I'm actually calling from Vancouver, Canada. Oh, nice. Beautiful. I've never been there, but I've heard great things about Vancouver. Yeah, it's beautiful. We've got mountains and the ocean, so you kind of have the best of both worlds here. That's fantastic. I thought we'd you know, talk a little bit about you know, what made you decide, Juliet, to you know, work in, in the franchise industry. You know, you had a lot of choices, but I think there was something about the franchise industry that you were kind of appealed to. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, basically, I guess it kind of comes from my background. Um, I come from a very entrepreneurial family. I've got uh-huh. uh, my dad had owned a small business. Uh, my brother owns a small business. And um, I guess uh, the idea of entrepreneurship was kind of always part of my DNA. So right. I think, you know, what I love about the franchise model is that it provides amazing opportunities for people to fulfill their dreams of owning a business. Mm-hmm. And I think that just that really inspires me, um, just the fact that there's so many people out there who want to own a business and that franchising kind of gives them an opportunity to do that. And, um, yeah, I just saw an opportunity in the market to, to help franchisers with finding franchisees and kind of making that connection happen. That's terrific. Maybe you could talk a little bit about the history of Spark Tank uh, franchise marketing, Julia. You know, you could tell you know a little bit about you know who you are, what you do, and and, and how Spark Tank actually does that. Yeah, for sure. Um, so we've been around since two thousand and one. So um, and we are a boutique marketing agency. Um, and what we do is we, as you mentioned earlier, we focus on helping franchisers find quality franchisees. So we we do that, and uh, we kind of have a program that has uh, three parts to it. And one is to help franchisors with um, building really strong marketing materials. So when when you're Mm kind of getting out there and you want to tell people about your opportunity, it's super important to have great website and great marketing materials and, you know, sharing your success stories and and really kind of um, letting people know about what you have to offer. Right. Um and then and then we do um we help them with lead generation, so kind of putting the word out there and advertising and letting people know and, and kind of connecting people and getting them to apply to the opportunity. So we do that with advertising on Facebook and Google and we also do an outreach program with LinkedIn. And then mm-hmm. the last part of what we do is lead nurturing. So that's where we uh, help franchisers with developing like an automated email follow-up program to kind of keep in touch with prospects and keep, you know, like giving them more information about what the opportunity is about and, um, you know, building the trust and that sort of thing. It's it's a great service, Julia. You know, I mean, we've been doing the show now, you know, we're, we're going on our 13th year of doing the podcast, you know, and from what I understand, or, you know, when I first got into franchising, it's amazing to see the growth, you know, how many um, industries are now franchising. So, I mean, it must be, it must be very competitive out there in the franchise or market, right? I mean, there's only so many leads to go around, you know? So, I, I mean, I think your service is, is really, um, it, it's valuable. And with lead generation, I imagine it's a little bit different in, in the franchise market as well. I imagine it takes a little bit longer sometimes to close deals and things like that. And, um, you know, I like the whole lead nurturing thing, because from what I understand, not all franchises, but a lot of times I have understand that, you know, sometimes franchisers will let some leads 
fall through the cracks, you know, and it's just, it, it, it's really the franchisor that's going to take an interest in, in the prospect, isn't it? You know, maybe you could talk a little about those things because I think it's really an important service. Yeah, absolutely. So you're right. It is, you know, lead generation for franchising is a long process and we always tell our clients, yeah. you know, it, it requires patience because you're basically mm-hmm. asking somebody to, to change their life, you know, start a business, invest, you know, their time and, and their energy and their money in, in starting, a, you know, something completely new. So it takes time to build that trust with leads and to really um, get them to a point where they, you know, want to make that decision. And of course, franchisers right. also want to make sure that that person is the right fit for them. So it's um it's 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 something that, you know, I think what we try to do is we try to kind of present the opportunity to people who may or may not have been thinking about this and then um it is a process of of really having those conversations and I I think, you know, it's a it, it, it sort of the lead nurturing tool that we have um is great because there what does happen like you mentioned is sometimes it is hard to keep up with all the leads right. that come in. So it's a great right. way to keep in touch. It's also a great way for people who are maybe not quite ready the first time you talk to them or the first time they hear about your opportunity, but right. maybe six months down the road when they're they want to quit their job or they you know, they start to kind of really think about it. It just gives them a way to keep that sort of top of mind because they keep getting emails, they keep getting more, you know, right. valuable information and then they can sure. say, okay, maybe maybe I am ready now, you know? Right, right. Well, it's, it's, it's a big thing, isn't it, Julia? You know, I mean, you're making, it's, it's a big commitment. There's a financial commitment and, and of course, there's the, the time aspect as well, right? I mean, sometimes we're talking like a 10-year, 15-year contract and, you know, sometimes we compare it to a, a marriage to some extent, you know? I mean, 10, 15 years, that, that's a long time, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and it has to really be the right fit for you know both the franchisee right. and the franchisor. That's something. Maybe you could talk a little bit about you know what kind of information are are the franchisees looking for you know when researching franchise opportunities, Juliet. Um, yeah, for sure. So I think I think when they're researching opportunities, um, they are looking first of all at what sort of what's the story of the brand. Um, who are right. these people? What's the background? Mm-hmm. I mean, if if it's a very if it's a very big brand, that definitely helps because people will be sure. familiar with it. Um, but if you're looking at a, maybe a smaller franchise, um, you really want to share the story behind the brand. Who's who's you know who's on the team? Uh, right. What they do? Why they do it? what's sort of the inspiration behind it. Um, then, of course, they want to look at what they have to offer because one of the, you know, the beauties of owning a franchise is that you're you're given a system that's already been proven and they right. want to know, you know, what are you going to offer in terms of training and operations and what kind of marketing support will be provided. Um, and then, of course, looking at success stories. Um, there's nothing that works better than hearing a story from a, you know, right. another franchisee and their story. Right. You know, where did they come from and how, how well they've done and how it's changed their life and just kind of having that proof of concept. Um, right. And then I guess the financial investment, of course, is important to, to share with, uh, with franchisees because that's, that's an important part of the decision as well. It's not always the biggest brand or the biggest franchise that is always the best match, is it, Julia? You know, like a lot of times you'll see like the top 500 franchise opportunities, you know, in the United States or North America, you know, and, you know, we we always try to, you know, tell people on the show, you know, one of the themes has been, you know, that that may not always be the best match for you. It's like you were saying, you know, sometimes, you know, you look at the history, you know, you look at the system, you look at testimonials and, um, you know, sometimes the smaller brands are a better match for prospective franchisees, aren't they? 
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think I think sometimes when you get in earlier on, um, mm-hmm. you know, you, there's some you have more opportunity. You can maybe have a larger right. region, um, you know, and then. I think I think it's also a lot about kind of finding something that kind of matches your values. So, you know, we've mm-hmm. worked with, you know, we've worked with all kinds of different franchises. So, if for example, if you were if you're a person who's really into health and nutrition and fitness, you right. know, maybe finding a brand that um has that, you know, that is focused on that is the right fit right. versus maybe a fast food brand that maybe you don't feel a personal connection with. So I think it is a little, it is about kind of knowing who you are and finding something that is a good fit for you and matches your background. That's something. What about the qualities of the franchisors? I mean, I mean, what, what qualities do franchisors look for when selecting franchisees, Julia? It's what's a common question we ask on the show. You know, when we have a franchisor, you know, we say, you know, what do you look for? you know, in your prospective franchises, prospective franchises, we get a lot of different responses, but how, how would you answer that question? Yeah, it's actually kind of interesting because I find that when we, so when we, when we work with franchisors, we are like one of the first things that we do is to really kind of talk about, well, who, you know, who's your ideal avatar, like who would be right. your ideal franchisee, right. because that's part of what we want to know when we're doing our marketing, because we want to attract those sure. right people and we want right. when we're doing advertising, we can we can segment our marketing to kind of try to find people with certain backgrounds and that sort of thing. Um, but what's really interesting is that even though we've worked with a lot of different um, franchise verticals, so like everything from fitness to fast mm-hmm. food to senior right. care, um, the the first thing that people always talk about is um, they want somebody who has leadership skills, people skills, sales skills. Mm-hmm. So. They right. really want somebody who can, who's going to be that right fit to, to run a business, to manage people, and to you know deal with sales and all that sort of thing. So it's a lot about those types of managerial skills that we hear. Right. Um, and then I think, you know, that se- like the sort of secondary thing is, you know, do they have if if they have some sort of a background in the industry, it's a bonus. So it's not always a must have. Sure. Because right. they hopefully have got their systems in place to teach people what they need to teach them. But if they have a passion for what they do, for what the you know the franchise is about, or they have a background in it, it's definitely a bonus. So, so yeah, that's kind of what we hear is those management skills are sort of the first thing that really they want, and then you know right. a passion or an interest or background in the in the area is also really helpful. Yeah, it's it's a common response on the show too, Julia. You know, you mentioned the word passion, you know, and it's used frequently on the show, you know, is, is how passionate are you about the brand or how passionate are you about the industry? And, you know, and so, so really what you do, you know, is, is also, I mean, you want to make sure that there is that appropriate match, you know, when you are going after the right target audience, because again, you know, because it's, as we compare it to a marriage, you know, it has to be a fit for, for both parties, doesn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's terrific. What's the best way, Juliet, for our listeners to to get more information on Spark Tank uh, franchise marketing? Are there any websites you'd like them to go to, you know, to check out more information on the service? Yeah, absolutely. Um, So if uh, people want to go to, there's a website, findfranchisees.com. Okay. Um, and we're actually offering a complimentary road mapping session for franchisers who are wanting to grow their network. So you can find all the information on there. That's terrific. Well, it's been really great having you on the show, Julia, and I'd like to ask you to come back in a year or two, you know, and then just watch how, uh, you know, your service, Spark Tank Franchise Marketing, is growing because I think you guys have a great service. Well, thank you. It was my pleasure. 
This has been my pleasure, Juliet. We'll be right back with more franchise interviews. Coming up on segment two, you're going to hear what every franchisepreneur needs to know before buying a franchise. We're going to play a clip from our popular Great Quotes in Franchising podcast right here on Franchise Interviews. Are you looking for a franchise that delivers? Businesses will always need shipping, and for more than 25 years, loyal customers have depended on Unishippers for reliable savings and exceptional customer service. Unishippers is focused on just one thing, helping small and medium-sized businesses save time and money on all their shipping needs. And as the largest reseller of complete shipping services in the country, we have the buying power to ensure that we succeed. The Unishippers franchise offers low startup costs, no equipment or real estate required because they're not retail, residual income, and a quality of life and work-life balance. For more information on becoming a Unishippers franchisee, go to www.unishippers.com and click Franchise Opportunities or call Franchise Development at 801-708-5822. That's 801-708-5822. Franchisers, are you looking to reach aspiring entrepreneurs looking to buy a franchise? Are you looking to reach a highly educated audience on franchising? For over eight years, Franchise Interviews has been giving an up-close, behind-the-scenes look at franchising and entrepreneurship through our website, FranchiseInterviews.com, where you can hear and read interviews as well as get tips from some of the most successful sources in franchising. Our weekly franchise radio show where each week you get to hear a new interview with franchisers, franchisees, franchise authors, franchise experts, and attorneys, and our podcast, Great Quotes in Franchising. For more information, go to FranchiseInterviews.com or call us at 610-905-2919. That's 610-905-2919. Hi, everyone. This is Marty McDermott from Franchise Interviews, and welcome to another edition of Great Quotes in Franchising, where each podcast you get to hear a great quote in franchising. And today's podcast is being brought to you by Diamond Financial Services. And if you're looking for a loan to finance your franchise, simply click the Diamond Financial Services logo below. Today's podcast, you're going to get to hear from a legend in entrepreneurship and franchising, and that's Michael Gerber. And we've had Michael on the show two times up to this point, and the first time we had him on the show, we were just, Don and I were amazed at uh, uh, the amount of emails we received and listeners, and it was really uh, overwhelming and uh, uh, incredibly fun at the same time. One of the questions that we commonly ask on every show is, what advice would you give to aspiring entrepreneurs looking to buy a franchise? And naturally, Michael's response was brilliant. So here we go. And entrepreneurship? Yeah, well, I think before that, Mike, I think a lot of people listening uh, might, might be a little surprised that your mom still tells you what to do. <laughs> no, that's the problem. My mom has never told me what to do. She inspires me to do things that I never exactly. thought about doing. Absolutely. That's great. That's tremendous. Yeah. What, what advice would you give to a prospective franchisee looking to buy a franchise, Michael? Well, um, first of all, understand what you want. Um, it has less to do with the franchise than it does with you. Uh, what, what is it truly important to you to do? Um, this whole new emergence of the Dreaming Room, for example, um, really um, revolves around the idea that struck me that this is the age of the new entrepreneur. 
And the new entrepreneur is very, very much different than the one who uh, preceded him. Uh, the new entrepreneur is more interested in a business that has meaning, um, not just money. So the whole question for the new entrepreneur uh, or the uh, one who wants to buy a franchise is really, so what's the meaning of this? What's the impact of this on the world? When we begin to look at the world and, and really realize that the world is in dreadful shape, um, you wonder then how I, in a business of my own, could have a, some kind of impact that would add value to the world. So I'd begin to look at franchises from that perspective. What's the value of the franchise? Presuming that I'm going to be successful, um, what is the value? What do I deliver that has value to my customer? Um, what pride do I get uh, from what it is I'm doing? Um, what am I adding a benefit to the world as opposed to subtracting from the world, presuming, again, I'm going to be successful. So the first thing is, what does this company mean? What is the true meaning of this? And what's the impact and import of it? Um, for me in my life, you know, I'm going to die one day, and um, I'm going to probably die inside my business. And what I'd like to ask myself is, will I be proud of the fact that I devoted the rest of my life to doing this? Right. Would I want to say this to people I love? Would I want to say this to my kids? Um, what am I going to say to them when I describe what I've chosen to do with the years of my life that I'm going to do it in? Because, in fact, you're going to spend the rest of your life in this business or in something very much like it. The second thing I would ask, once I've decided that, yes, this is a worthy thing to do for me, a human being, um, how organized is this thing that I'm going to do? How organized is it? Does it have a truly kick-ass um, breakthrough system for doing what it needs to do, which is attract people to it as customers, which is um, convert those people into active customers and paying customers, and ability to convert those customers into clients, meaning they come back again and again and again and again. So I want to build or buy that capability, or I'm going to then be um, need to build it for myself. Wow, it's a great. We've been asking that question now uh, since we started the show, Michael. We never got such a great response. Right. Thank you. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, so really, uh, you know, don't jump into anything quickly. Do your due diligence, and that's a good point. I mean, this might be something you've been doing for a long time. Are you going to be proud of telling right. people this is what you words, do? Proud, yeah. I mean, that's, yeah, Marty, you and I have talked about uh, people just uh, can't jump into something that sounds great. they got to exactly. do, do yeah, yeah, but uh, and they, they have to go more deeply into their own motivation. Right. And that's the thing that's missing almost all the time. Um, essentially, the prospective franchisee, um, the guy, the woman who decides they want to buy a business opportunity, essentially they go out there, and the one who pitches the deal the best gets the deal. And I'm essentially saying it's got to turn around the other way. The one who's going out becomes more thoughtful about what I'm looking for as opposed to simply going out and looking for a good business to run. Right, absolutely. So, that's, so that right there might be a, uh, a strong characteristic of a 
Those are very deep words uh, from Michael. Um, is, is is talking about the whole, you know, what is this franchise going to mean? Uh, you know, how do uh, I want to be remembered? So, uh, again, it's going very deep into that question. But, uh, uh, again, it's, it's one of the best responses I think we've had up to this point. And, uh, again, it is Michael Gerber. You know, he's sold millions of uh, copies. His latest book is uh, Awakening the Entrepreneur Within. And uh, we had uh, Michael on the show several months ago, and uh, we spoke about the book. And, again, he's uh, he's going to be in great quotes and franchising on several locations. It was hard to uh, decide which one we were going to use first, but uh, this was it. So again, you're going to see Michael again in uh, a couple other editions of Great Quotes and Franchising. That day uh, that we did the show, uh, following us, uh, actually became a friend to the show, uh, Ken Six, uh, who hosts a uh, show called um, Arbor Talk with uh, Peter Felix. And uh, Ken was also a, uh, a big fan of Michael Gerber. Here was Ken's reaction uh, following the show. And uh, again, uh, we'll leave you with that. And uh, we'd love to hear your feedback um, on this edition of Great Quotes and Franchising. And we'll see you soon. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Here we go. And this is, well, need I say more, Joe? We've got a jam-packed show. Joe, you got to get Marty back on the line. I think that was Michael Gerber on his show. That was Michael Gerber. I tell him to call in. <laughs> that guy is that is, he wrote the e myth uh, Yeah, he did. We need we need Marty to come in for about a minute. Yeah. <laughs> That's a very good idea. Let me work if on that. If you're listening, Marty, call us up. All right, we'll do. Franchise interviews from Eastern Pennsylvania to Sydney, Australia. You're listening to Franchise Interviews. Franchise Interviews.